This is the Master Brewers Podcast, brought to you by the Master Brewers Association of the Americas, a volunteer organization dedicated to continually improving the products and processes of our membership since 1887. Master Brewers brings you interviews with the industry's best and brightest in brewing science, technology, and operations. This Master Brewers podcast is proudly sponsored by Hopsteiner, a global leader in the hop industry focused on quality, sustainability, and innovation in new hop varieties and hop products. Contact our brewery sales team to provide you with the hop-related tools you need to craft your next great beer. For more information, visit hopsteiner.com. Additional support provided by... Get to know Proximity Malt. We malt superior, European-style, low-protein varieties grown close to home in Delaware and Colorado. Domestically grown, precisely malted to style. With our team of seasoned experts and two brand-new malt houses, try what's really new in malt. Check us out at www.proximitymalt.com. Every beer has a story, and that's why, for over 95 years, Gusmer Enterprises has offered a full line of solutions, including equipment, analytical instrumentation, and processing aids, all brought to you from leading suppliers and backed by strong technical support. For the solution to your story, go to gusmerbeer.com. Mr. Wizard filled up a gas can with water, a little bit of water, boiled it, and then capped it. This is a nice, safe thing to watch. Many breweries simply do not have air vents and vacuum breakers on their vessels, so they're at risk. This week on the show, you'll hear about the importance of thermostatic air vents and vacuum breakers in the brewery from David Caprell. This interview originally ran in November of 2016. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode that you won't want to miss. David, you've got a, um, a new article that just came out in the NBAA Technical Quarterly um, just a, a few days ago, really. Um, and it's about boiler safety and brewing applications. Why don't you uh, give us a, a, the rundown on what you've got going on here? Specifically, my talk was on thermostatic air vents and vacuum breakers, one of the most unsexy things that we have in brewing. Uh, I first became acquainted with uh, air vents and vacuum breakers in about 1953 when I was a child, about 10 years old, watching Mr. Wizard. Mr. Wizard filled up a gas can with water, a little bit of water, boiled it, and then capped it. This is a nice, safe thing to watch. Now we have modern-day Mr. Wizards doing this on YouTube <laughs> with um, 55-gallon drums. <laughs> it's the same idea. But, you know, when you think about it, this is what we have going on in our brew kettles and in our mash tubs. We're bringing in steam, right? And what's in there? Air, when we start. Uh, what's how did the air get there? That's one question. And then when we stop adding steam, the steam will condense and it will form a vacuum, just like we saw with Mr. Wizard and on YouTube. It can crush your uh, heating jackets. 
Now, the reason I say that and I bring it up now and I wrote the article is because as I go into breweries as a consultant, I look for this. And I'm seeing that many breweries simply do not have air vents and vacuum breakers on their vessels. So they're at risk. Visually, what I have seen is uh, that we don't have complete conversion on one side, or we have uh, scorching all the way around, except where the air can't get out. The air vent is designed to let air out, and then the vacuum breaker side of it allows air to come back in at the end of the boil. But in our breweries, we have other events going on. Um, we will have, say, for example, in, in some breweries, we'll have only one steam line going from the powerhouse to the brew house. When the brewery tries to run steam, let's say, to the hot water system, the steam going to the brew kettle suddenly is diminished. What that means is you have a collapse of some of that steam and you form a partial vacuum. The thermostatic air vent and vacuum breaker is designed to correct that problem. The whole purpose of this is to say it can happen, and your vents or your jackets can be damaged. Uh, at the very least, you're getting uneven performance. So they estimate that uh, about oh, a millimeter of air in a jacket is about the same resistance. It has the same resistance as 21 feet of copper. That's quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, but when you can see in a, in a brew kettle that you have scorching on one side and it desperately needs to be cleaned, and that on the other side, uh, roughly about a third of the brew kettle, has, is absolutely pure, clean, sparkling stainless steel. Yeah. What now, that's telling you is you're not getting any heat transfer there. That's right. Now, David, any um, TQ article that references Mr. Wizard is okay by me. So um, thanks for that. Um, but I, I have a couple of questions for you in, in regards to some of what you're seeing out there. Um, first of all, do you feel that uh, – I'm always surprised you never see much in the way of redundancy for these thermostatic air vents and vacuum breakers. Um, why is that? Do you think that um, seems like something as important as this, you might want to have more than one of them on your, on your vessel? Often there is more than one. It depends on the size of the vessel, the amount of steam that you have. Uh, it needs to be designed in properly by an expert. Coming up. Brewer, uh, who operated the steam with a steam wheel, also had the responsibility of uh, opening and closing the air vent. I'm John Bryce, and you're listening to the Master Brewers Podcast from the Master Brewers Association of the Americas. Support for this podcast is brought to you by ABS Commercial is a full-service brewery and parts outfitter. From our Raleigh headquarters to our Denver office, we proudly offer brew houses and fermenters from three barrels and up, yeast brinks, boilers, kegs, chillers, tri-clamp, and other stainless parts, all with the quickest delivery and lead times in the industry. 
Learn more at abs-commercial.com or call 877-BREW-ABS. ABS Commercial. We are brewers. Additional support provided by... Brewer Supply Group is now the proud exclusive distributor of Dingaman's Malt. BSG is thrilled to partner with the Dingaman's family and to distribute their superior quality malts to brewers, distillers, and homebrewers in the U.S. and Canada. Dingaman's Malt combines modern techniques with their long-standing focus on quality and service to their customers and remains 100% independent and family-owned. Go to bsgcraftbrewing.com to learn more. And thank you also to... Fermentus is the obvious choice for beverage fermentation. From large and small breweries to home brewers, we've provided the beer industry with the best fermentation yeast since 2003. The yeasts are easy to use. Just pitch Fermentus yeast directly into your wort. No rehydration necessary. To learn more about how Fermentus can improve the quality of your fermentation, visit Fermentus.com. Here's what's coming up on the Master Brewer's calendar. District Carolinas is putting on a two-day HACCP course at White Labs in Asheville, March 9th and 10th. The District Mid-Atlantic Spring Meeting is March 14th at Dogfish Head. District St. Louis meets March 19th at Urban Chestnut. District Milwaukee joins forces with the Wisconsin Brewers Guild for a technical conference March 26th in Green Bay. The District Texas Spring Meeting is March 27th through the 29th in Fort Worth. I'll be presenting along with some other great speakers at the District Eastern Canada Meeting in Montreal March 31st. District St. Louis meets April 16th at Second Shift Brewing. The Master Brewers Brewery Packaging Technology course begins April 26th in Madison. District Northern Illinois holds its Spring Technical Conference May 8th at Hofbrau House in Chicago. District Northwest meets in beautiful Hood River May 15th and 16th. The best brewing conference worldwide only happens every four years, and it's happening this August. WBC 2020 will be held August 1st through the 4th in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You can find all the details at worldbrewingcongress.org or just follow the link in the show notes. Check out the full calendar of events at mbaa.com for more details or to find a district meeting near you. Now back to the show. Okay, well, what are, what's, what are some of the other things you're seeing out there in the field that are um, scary these days? I mean, like you said, you know, we're in a situation right now where the industry's grown rapidly and there's, you know, it seems like more manufacturers of everything and suppliers of everything than there's ever been in the past. So there's a, there's a lot of new stuff out there and not all of it's up to snuff. What, what are some other th- things you're seeing out there? I need to stress that brewers need to be out and involved with their process. Um, if you're taking apart a pipe, you need to look inside of it. And part of the reason for that is that you can get uh, biofilms built up very easily. So in CIP processes specifically, as I calculate some of the flow rates going through pipes, it's close to about four feet per second, which is not turbulent flow. Turbulent flow happens at about six feet per second. It becomes very important because in a line, you can easily have a biofilm buildup unless you have turbulent flow. The way I talk about this to brewers is that in the old days, and some of this I was actually around for, we used a brush ball. Uh, <laughs> and there were brush ball catchers. You can still find brush ball catchers out there. Uh, but in breweries, of course, everybody will say if they've been around long enough, we lost the brush ball, never found it, never came out the other end which means it's in there somewhere. 
but that's uh, urban legends. It's great. But what Turbulent Flow does is to give you the effect of the brush ball through turbulence. Is that important? The answer is, yeah, it really is. So that's one that I'm seeing out there. Another thing I, I, I've seen a lot lately is air vents that are actually not up at the top of the, the jacket that are down low. Um, what kind of symptoms are you going to see as a result of that? Uh, you'll end up, depending upon how the design is, you can end up with the vacuum and you will not be properly bleeding off the air. There are several designs. Uh, that I've picked up out of Spyrac Sarco that show, all right, I have a horizontal uh, external boiler. Where should I locate the air vent? It has to be done properly so that you're actually venting the air. Uh, and this is done with different vessels in different places. I'd have to see the one that you're talking about to, to know whether it's proper or not. But if it's down too low, it's useless. Yeah. The air is, uh, the steam usually comes in at the bottom. The air is released at the top, at the far side of the vessel, uh, over, usually over the uh, condensate return, so that the air is driven upwards and out as it's heated. And that way you know you have a jacket that's full of air. If you don't do it correctly, then you can end up with a problem. Uh, the last thing is, these have been on vessels forever. You know, ever since brew kettles have been invented and heated by steam. So when you take a look, for example, in Kuntz, you'll actually see some of the old style vessels where the brewer uh, who operated the steam with the steam wheel also had the responsibility of uh, opening and closing the air vent. So recognize that this has been around for a long, long time. This isn't just David Capral saying this is true. Uh, it has been out there. We've lost part of it with automation. But brewers need to go back to the basics and say, all right, I do need to get rid of air in my heating jacket so that I don't cause a vacuum. It'll cause early failure, and that gets very expensive. It'll cause improper heat transfer. And that affects the quality of the product that you're making. As I said, it's not sexy, but it's very important. So what you're really saying is all those guys out there complaining that they've got too much to do, uh, they don't know how good they've got it. You used to have to, <laughs> have to juggle even more things that were, were pretty, pretty, had a pretty big impact on your uh, equipment. <laughs> In some ways, it would be good if we made brew kettles like that and mash tubs like that in colleges yeah. so that the college people would get used to uh, I've got to let the air out right at the beginning of my boil and I have to turn it off so that uh, I have to open it again at the end so I let air back in yeah that way they gain a really really good feel for what it's like to brew um and have to deal with that part of the utilities. That's a good point. And for those of you listening, um, David included some drawings uh, of, of some of these old kettles in his TQ article, so be sure to check that out so you can get a look at um, some of these diagrams and get a better understanding for how this stuff works. Well, David, thanks a lot for taking time out of your day to join us, and thanks for your contribution to the TQ and to Master Brewers in general. Uh, we really appreciate delivering this type of information uh, to the members because I think it's, uh, as, as you feel, it's, it's important stuff that everybody needs to, to understand. 
Thank you for asking me to talk. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Goodbye. That was David Caprell here on the Master Brewers podcast. If you enjoyed this interview with David, be sure to check out his article in the Master Brewers Technical Quarterly. Check the show notes for a direct link or use the industry's best search bar at mbaa.com. Have you figured out which brewing conferences you'll be attending this year? There's one that should be your top priority. Like the Olympics, it only happens every four years, and it attracts the best minds in brewing from across the globe. The World Brewing Congress is hosted by ASBC and Master Brewers in collaboration with the Brewery Convention of Japan, the European Brewery Convention, and the UK's Institute of Brewing and Distilling. It's hands down my favorite brewing conference and is packed with the best technical presentations, posters, and networking you will ever experience. If you're serious about your career in brewing, you should be there. WBC 2020 will be held August 1st through the 4th in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You can find all the details at worldbrewingcongress.org or just follow the link in the show notes. Are you enjoying the Master Brewers podcast? Let me tell you about a simple way you can help us keep making more. Take a minute to thank our sponsors. There's no way we could produce this show without generous support from sponsors like Hopsteiner, ABS, Proximity Malt, BSG, Gussamer, and Fermentis. So please, let them know you heard their message on the Master Brewers podcast and that you appreciate their support.